With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the OG Gold Standard Podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. It's Thursday, so Levin Black is here. What's up, Levin? We're live. What is this? Yeah, we are. What is this? I, I don't know what live is. <laughs> I know. Me well, and you haven't done a live since, well, the fateful game. <laughs> geez, is that true? We haven't been live since they lost in the NFL Championship? I don't think we have. Maybe we did a one-off, but... You know, we're the show that my schedule doesn't allow for live all that often. So I did do live with Michelle, but, you know, that's different. Right. That's not you and me. Uh, before we get rolling, want to remind everybody, please like and subscribe to the Gold Standard YouTube channel. Rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard podcast. Yeah, where else do you get to see this pretty face, okay? We can't lie to people now, Levin. We can see you. So that's not that trick is not going to work for you. Um, we're going to get into a couple things on today's show. We're going to get into some comments from Mark Schlereth on the herd with Colin Cowherd about Trey Lance that may have, uh, given us a clue as to why the 49ers have seemingly soured on him. And also I got a, a nice text message from you, Levin. Tell the people what you texted me about a topic that you want to do on the show today. Cause I think it may put them in a good mood. <laughs> Said I have an optimistic thought about Trey Lance in terms of not having to worry about Sam Darnold. That would be interesting because uh, a lot of people are worried about Sam Darnold. Let's start with what Mark Schlereth said on the herd with Colin Cowherd about Trey Lance. And remember, Mark did multiple 49ers games last year, including the game 
in week two where Trey Lance got hurt. So he's had production meetings with the 49ers brass. Here's Mark Schlereth on the herd. What you thought you were probably going to get and what you got are two different things. I think Trey Lance is probably, he's a big kind of straight line, um, incredible athlete, but he's not that edge to edge, sideline to sideline, Lamar Jackson type of athlete out of the pocket. So I think it limited some of the run game that you were planning on implementing on the RPO games and some of the quarterback designed run stuff, um, where when you go back and watch Trey Lance, most of his runs were like quarterback power that were back up between the tackles as opposed to attacking the edge. And I think that was one of the things that they just realized, not quite the athlete we thought he was going to be, yeah. you know, when, when we tested out. So there was that aspect of it. Your thoughts first, Levin. I think Mark is combining little things that he learned in those production meetings with his own personal uh, account of what he thought. So I think a lot of people that didn't do a deep dive thought, hey, Lance is some crazy athlete. He ran for a thousand yards, right? But all you had to do was watch a little bit of film. You could see, no, he's not this Lamar Jackson type. He is much more of, in my opinion, I said it around the draft before he was even the Niner. His scrambling ability reminded me a lot of Kaepernick, which is one of the reasons why I put that up today. Because it's a it, jersey for people just listening. Yeah, it was, uh, to me, Kaepernick, he wasn't somebody that was super quick at all. That was his issue. If you got to him before he got momentum going, you could get him. He was very slow to start because he had a sprinter's stride. He had this long stride. Lance isn't quite the same stride, but I feel like Lance's quickness isn't anything special. But once he gets going, good luck. You know, I feel like he has a very high top end, just like Kaepernick. And I feel like he has pretty good ball carrier vision where, you know, you could see that in some of the college games where like he he took the right angles to get uh, away from people or to give his blockers a chance and, and things like that. And I feel like that's what he is. And you can see that on film. So I don't see any way the 49ers went into the draft thinking, oh, we got somebody that can be special going all over the place in the run game. It was pretty obvious that's not what he was. Well, that was my first reaction was like, it doesn't take a lot of film watching on Trey Lance to see that most of his runs are up the middle. But you know, Levin, I'm big on the production meetings, right? Because if, for people that don't know, the crews meet with the teams before the games and it's all sort of, it's on the record kind of, but not really. There, There's a very kind of tacit understanding that nothing that's said in those production meetings is going to be used in kind of a gotcha type of way because the the broadcasters want to get the inside story from the team. They want them to be honest with them so they can learn about what's going on and do a better broadcast. And so I take a lot of stock in what the announcers say during the game because they've sat in those meetings and they've had those conversations with the team. Perfect example. Last year in the first Rams game, right before Debo Samuel has that big catch and run touchdown, Troy Aikman says that, that, Kyle Shanahan doesn't believe he has the types of running backs on the team that allow him to run the offense he wants to run. And of course, what happened later in the season? The Niners traded four picks for Christian McCaffrey and the offense took off. So I do think there is a lot of stock in what is said in those meetings. And I don't think Mark Schlereth is just going to go and say this on his own. 
I don't think he's just going to throw his own opinion in there because he's not a quarterback scout. So I feel like there is some truth to this. I, I think this is where the truth is. And I think everybody's human. And sometimes when they start talking, they overstate something in order to, you know, it's just human nature. Sometimes you say something and you're like, Ooh, I went a little too far with that. And I feel like this might be one of those moments for Mark, just a hunch on that. But what I think is, is in that meeting, they might've conveyed in some way. I don't think they would come right out and say it, but they might've conveyed that, Oh, Lance hasn't progressed. Like we thought he's not quite what we thought he would be because of his accuracy was so bad. You know, it was something about his passing, not his running, but they conveyed the feeling that Lance isn't what we thought he was going to be. And we're just hoping he turns it around, you know, something along those lines when he had those meetings with them. And but why would he, he make jump to running? Because in his mind, he probably thought Lance was a special runner because he probably doesn't go that deep into the draft. Right. And that's what I'm saying where he kind of combined some of the things he heard with his own thoughts, because that's something that happened. Like that is something, you know, because you're sitting in that seat and I know, cause I'm sitting over here. But when you talk about football all day long, you have to guard yourself about that because it is human nature to, to kind of over exaggerate and make things sound better than they are when you're just talking and at least me, I have to constantly be telling myself while I'm talking, don't go too far, you know, stay to what the actual facts are. But it it is human nature, I think, to say things are a little bit more than what they are. I will point out that Mark Schlereth isn't the only person to have said this. Tim Kawakami has also mentioned how the 49ers thought that Trey Lance was going to be a better athlete than supposedly he showed. Um, so this isn't like a revolutionary thing from Mark Schlereth. So now we're starting to see it from multiple sources. Uh, Stink also went on to say that they love Brock Purdy. And he said that he wouldn't be shocked if Sam Darnold was QB too. So this is yet another person who now has a different kind of set of sources, right? Because he's not an insider. He's not a, a Rappaport. He's not an Albert Breer. He's not an Adam Schefter. This is yet another person saying that they think Darnold is going to be QB too. See, and that's where yesterday I was listening to you and Cone, and I actually think Grant Cone had a point. He had Whoa. something that I thought, wait, that <laughs> might actually be true. That's an interesting thought. I know what you're going to say. Go, to, keep be, going. to be truthful and fair, Cone goes off the rails from, from my liking sometimes, and I think his whole fire Kyle thing is. So I don't want people to think, oh, I'm suddenly jumping into that boat. But what he said was, there might be something to the fact that Kyle has final say and that there were people in the front office that didn't want Lance. They wanted Fields or Mac Jones or somebody else. And they are kind of undermining Lance and are ready to move on. And that's where these leaks are kind of coming from. But Kyle is still there, still believes in the guy he picked. And while he's not thinking he's the starter, he's not ready to give up either. And that there's almost like a little bit of infighting going on. Now, who that is in the front office, who knows? It could be all the way up to John Lynch. It could be just a scout, right? We don't know. But I feel like that that has a good point. And that might very well be what's going on is that you have somebody in that front office that never wanted Lance and is sitting here going, see, I was right. And they're kind of leaking out little things about Trey Lance because I do think they went into the offseason thinking Lance would get moved for a draft pick. And I think Kyle might have been on board with that, but Kyle was probably saying, as long as we get a good enough offer, I'm not moving him for a third round pick. 
and that offer never came. So they ended up keeping Trey Lance, which upset some of the front front office because they were ready to move on. And that's why they went so aggressive after Darnold. And that's where this thought is coming from. The Darnold is the number two because the people in the front office were ready to move on, went out aggressively, got Sam Darnold to be the number two, to be the plan if Purdy's not ready. But now Kyle refused to pull the trigger because he has final say on trading Trey Lance for peanuts. And Trey Lance is still around. And that makes me feel like maybe the maybe there's a difference between what Kyle wants and what the front office wants. And that's why we're getting leaks because we know from the past what happens with the 49ers. This regime's been very good about it, but maybe this is the first time that there's been a true big difference of opinion between the two sides. And that's why we're getting leaks again all of a sudden. That very well could be that a it lot could also people... be Jed, by the way. Yeah, right. Like it was before. Uh it could very well be that there is a split and that Kyle is the Trey guy and that so they can't, even if some people in the front office want to move on from him, Kyle has the final say. And so that the only supporter Trey Lance needs in the building is Kyle because he has all the power. Sign me too on my Twitch page, though. You read my mind. Why isn't Kyle supporting Trey if it's, if it's his guy? Why isn't Kyle Shanahan out there publicly telling people, stop doing this, stop. He's not doing that. In fact, he's the one that said that Trey and Darnold are going to split the reps. You ready for this? Because what you said yesterday had a point. Hold crap. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just just say that into my good ear. Say no. that again. You heard me. And you'll probably grab that clip and put it on your highlight because your highlights are always about what others say and not your own little highlights. Right. But I think you are right. Kyle hates the media. He do you ever see an exclusive with Kyle? Have we seen a single exclusive interview with Kyle? Uh, I think he did one with Mayoko last year or two years ago. Right. Kyle doesn't like the media. He's not going to use the media to get his narrative out because honestly, to be truthful, I don't think he gives a rat's butt because <laughs> he knows he gets final say. He knows when it comes to the games. And I think in Kyle's mind, the games are all that matters to him. He doesn't care about narratives. All he cares about is what happens in the games, and he knows he has final say. So if he wants to play Trey Lance, he'll play Trey Lance. He doesn't care that there's this narrative out there that is you know, saying that the team doesn't like Trey Lance because he knows he gets to decide if Trey Lance plays, so there's no reason for him to correct it. It's just a waste of his time and energy to say, okay, let me throw a bone to a reporter and go out and do an interview just to say, hey, I like Trey Lance. I'm still a believer in him. He has a chance, right? And plus, no, not to say he that. Has said, he has said something like that. To say specifically, all these guys who are just skipping over Trey don't know what they're talking about. And it is important. It does matter to me. I agree. It is important. I just don't. I think you were right that Kyle doesn't think it matters. He doesn't yeah. care what the narrative is publicly because behind closed doors, he ha he is you know the dictator behind closed doors. He gets final say. Nobody can stop him from playing who he wants to play. So it doesn't matter what the media narrative is because he gets all say. And I think he's created a culture where what happens with this team stays in the locker room. Who cares what's going on outside of it? And I think the team has bought into that. So he's capable of sitting here and saying, I'm not talking to anybody. I don't care. I thought Grant had a really good point yesterday about why we could be seeing what we're seeing from the 49ers. And that was it. You're right. That maybe there is a split that they are not united he brought it up himself, the Matt Miller report from a few years ago, that there was some, you know, tension there between those two guys. And 
I know Matt Miller got laughed at because the 49ers started winning, but just because you're winning doesn't mean everybody agrees all the time. Um, but I just, I think that Kyle has grossly underestimated this stuff and the narratives and the power of narratives because like other players in the team are seeing this. They're reading all of this. They're absorbing all of this. And if he does want to go to Trey at some point, you're, you're undermining him because you just let him get crapped on all off season. So I think it does matter. See, I don't think the players care what is being said in the media oh, in all... regards to that because they see in practice what matters. You've seen George Kittle come around, and he was just quoted this week about talking about how Trey Lance was different in the OTAs. He took a leap forward in the OTAs. Yeah, but he didn't say he was good. He said he was better. Right. right. He said he was better, but I think they're coming around to that. And I think what happens in training camp, let's assume Brock Purdy's not going to be able to go through – full practices in training camp, which I think is likely. At least they're, yeah. Right. I don't think Purdy's probably going to be like the Jimmy scenario last year. He's working on the side on his own, right? He's not not going to be in the actual practices, running reps. He's going to be doing stuff on his own, getting ready. And maybe towards the end of the preseason, the last couple of weeks prior to the game, you'll see Purdy doing full practices in the lead up to playing week one, if he can do that. But in terms of the actual practices and reps, it's going to be Sam Darnold, Trey Lance, and Brandon Allen in training camp. If Trey Lance is better, that's all that's going to matter to the players. If he is noticeably better than Sam, this narrative doesn't matter. It's happened all offseason, right? I don't I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be noticeably better than Sam in one area, and that is Lance has trouble throwing a spiral. <laughs> he does. Darnold's passes look prettier than Trey Lance's passes. And we know that Kyle loves Sam and he's already waved away all of Sam's struggles. And I think if Sam doesn't look as good as Trey in the training camp, I think he's going to say, well, he's just learning. He'll, he'll, he'll be better. He'll pick it up. He's still the guy I thought he was in 2018. And this is Trey's third, you know, third training camp now. And he doesn't have it. And we can't wait and blah, 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 blah. You may not be wrong. <laughs> we don't know. I think training. Hell, that's well, two in one show that you're complimenting well, me. I didn't compliment you. I said you may not be wrong. <laughs> we are all talking about theoretical stuff right now. Theoretical stuff that one, we may never get the answer, or two, training camp will be telling. I think if they come out and Sam Darnold is the starter, gets the first team reps to start training camp, that's pretty clear indication. If they come out and Trey Lance gets 70% of first team reps, that's a p- pretty clear indication. If Purdy's not ready to go for week one, we are going to know who started week one and where the team is at and whether or not this narrative is right. But there is the chance that Purdy's ready to go and we never get to know, did they pick Lance or Darnold? We don't, we won't know. So we're talking about theoreticals. You could be right. It could be something that nobody's thought of yet. We don't know. We're talking about theoreticals and what's most probable. That's how we should be phrasing these things. We're talking about what's most probable, what is possible. And nobody knows and nobody should be talking in absolutes. Nobody should be out there saying the team likes Sam Darnold more than Trey Lance. Because unless you're in that locker room, and I would bet a lot of the players don't even know, right? I would bet there's a few coaches that know and some in the front office that know. And that's it. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you think it's kind of weird? Like, why haven't any of the players said, hey, nothing against Sam Darnold, but Trey's our guy. We like Trey. We Man. think he can do it. Not a single player has said anything like that. You don't do that. Why not? Because that is creating, you're confirming in him versus him and their teammates. You don't do that because you don't know what the future holds. What if Purdy's not ready to go or Purdy gets hurt and then Trey Lance is also not ready to go because he gets hurt and you got Sam there and you've crapped on Sam previously. You don't do that. No, I didn't come out and say, hey, you guys need to stop saying that this guy could be number two because Trey Lance is better than him. You don't, you don't do that. But that's not what I said. What I said was come out and say nothing against Sam, but I believe in Trey. We picked him third overall. He's got my faith. I believe in him. But that, not- is, that is what you're saying. If you say, Hey, nothing against Sam, but he's not as good as Trey Lance. That's what you're saying. When you say that. I'm saying I believe in Trey that that's not crapping on him. And by the way, if the other two are hurt, who cares? Cause Darnold's playing <laughs> unless I guess, unless Brandon Allen gets the job. How about this question from JJ? Because I think it's a good one. If Sam and Lance finish camp basically tied in the competition for number two, does Lance win the job? I don't think he does because of how the team ran out and signed Sam Darnold because they paid him what they paid him, which, by the way, is more than Baker Mayfield is getting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who's put on way better things on tape than Sam Darnold ever has. I think that Darnold would win the tie. That's part of what my optimistic thing is. So I'll wait to respond to that one until we're ready for that thought. Unless you're well, ready for it now. Yeah, well, yeah, you might as well. We're here. Yes. Okay. My optimistic thought is if that situation happens where there is no clear-cut winner, maybe they both look good. Maybe they both struggled. But there's no clear-cut, hey, Lance is definitely better. Or, wow, Lance regressed back to what he was and Sam is clearly better right now. If in that scenario, Kyle wants to go with Lance, or go with Sam because the thought this is what gave me the thought yesterday. You guys were talking about maybe Kyle would go with Sam in that scenario just because Sam is experienced and it's a different scenario. Or I guess it was actually Albert's Breer's comments that you played on yesterday's pod, where Sam is experienced and in that scenario the party's not quite ready. You're only talking about a couple game window. Yep. Thus, go with the experienced guy rather than the guy that is moldable clay, but at this point he's just a lump sitting there ready for you to mold, right? If that were to happen, my thought was, what have we seen this offseason? We've seen a lot of players talking up Lance. We've seen multiple players talk about how good he was in OTAs, minicamp, how much better he was. We've seen him hanging out with Kittle. I think Kittle is very much probably the player in that locker room that most has the ear of Kyle. We might see a role reversal 
where a couple of years ago, it was veterans going to Kion saying, hey, we don't want Lance going in for Jimmy in the red zone package. That's unfair. They might go and say, hey, while Sam is here, we want to see what Lance has. He's earned it. He's improved. He's put in the work. We want Lance to play. Play Lance while Purdy's out to see what he has. That's my optimistic thought. And I think that might actually happen with how much we've seen Trey Lance hanging out with George Kittle. I feel like there's been a little bit of a change there this offseason between the relationship between Lance and the rest of the team. Not that they support him over Purdy, but that he's kind of been able to become one of the guys rather than it being this interloper who's here to replace Jimmy. I don't think he has. Because Sam Darnold's been out with Kittle and Christian McCaffrey just as much. They are, they were at the Warriors games. They've all been hanging out together. Sam Darnold's been here for 10 minutes. He was already throwing at tight end you. So I don't know that Lance has made this big leap in terms of standing in the locker room. I think I disagree with you on that point. I wish it were so, because I think Trey's done everything he can to try and, and earn that in the locker room. But I don't necessarily think I agree. I think, if anything... Sam's connection, you know, his previous experience with Christian McCaffrey has sort of like fast tracked his like getting in with the like the click in the locker room. Well, that's certainly true. Um, I don't know how to put it other than, yes, it's very much of a click. It uh, is. And that to me is not really a good thing. It's cool for people to play, to hang out. Uh, I think that's great for team bonding and all that, but it does come off very like frat boy clickish. And mm. you're you're bordering on where it becomes a negative rather than a positive. I feel with that when it becomes an exclusive club of well, unless you're invited, you're not coming. You know, where not all teammates are allowed to be at this club. That's where it becomes a negative. I don't know if it's there or not. It just has that feel to me, at least. But I'm not saying it definitely will happen. I hope it happens, and I feel like it has a possibility of actually coming through where there's a role reversal. Where, Because in this scenario, it is different. Lance is the established guy. He's the one that's been here. He's the one that's been through it. Hey, he got injured. It's not his fault. That's kind of similar to the Jimmy situation. Hey, he's been here. He's been the starter. It's not his fault he got injured, right? So I feel like that there is a legitimate chance that the vets in that scenario would say, hey, Kyle, we know it's a small window and you believe in Purdy, but while we have this small window, give Lance a chance. And don't worry about it. We'll, you know, we'll be there to help him and make sure we still get wins. We want to see what he has. He's earned it. He's put in the time. I thought that was a good point by Grant Cohn, too, about how like they were never willing to sacrifice wins for Trey Lance's development. They're trying yeah. to sell you that they were in 2021. But Kyle said he ran the plays he ran with Trey Lance because he thought that gave him the best shot to win the game. Right. If you are truly willing to sacrifice wins, you run you know, straight drop back passes and you run the stuff that you think Trey needs to work on. That's how you develop the guy at the expense of wins. Kyle never did that. So that narrative never makes any sense. Look, I hope you're right. I really do because that would be awesome. I just don't think that's the reality of the situation, unfortunately. And we still have, what is it? How many weeks? Like about three, four weeks till that's uh, report. I think we, it came out yesterday that the rookies the are going to report on the 18th of July and the vets are going to report a week later on the 25th. So we still got a few weeks to go to, to try and figure this all out. I have not seen any news of 
like Trey working out with anybody or organizing workouts or Sam or anybody. I was going to say, I haven't seen any news of who's yeah. working out. It's that I, to me, it's the first off season. I can remember. We haven't had a single, Oh, look at this guy working out. Like not even like, Oh, he's working out with other teammates, but like, we haven't seen a video of look, Debo's really getting in shape. Look what he's doing. We just saw like a, a tiny little clip and him saying, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't quite there last year but we haven't seen like the normal workout videos of people who are doing stuff on their own in the off season. Nick Ellert says YouTube channel member, by the way, shout out to you, Nick. Thank you very much. The players know what they see in practice. And if he's not consistent in practice, they won't give him a chance. We know the Trey's had some up and down practices. Let's just call them. So has Jimmy Garoppolo. So has Sam Darnold. So has Brandon Al. Like everybody has had up and down practices with the 49ers. You mean if somebody doesn't practice well, they won't play him? Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes. I would... I'm not saying if Trey Lance looks like crap in practice, the vets will go to Kyle and say, play him anyways. I'm saying if it's virtually equal, either both looked good or both looked mediocre. And Kyle goes, well, I'm going with the veteran because it's only a small window. I feel like at that point, the vets might say, no, give him a chance to see what we can do in games. Hey, it might help his trade value I, mean, I don't think players go talking about that but give him a chance let's see what he has while purdy is out because we we know what sam is sam's still learning the offense which by the way i think kind of blows up that whole argument of oh well in that scenario you're gonna go to sam because he's the veteran right you're not you're not going to the guy that you don't know what he is yet well sam's also learning the playbook trey lance knows the playbook so there's that part of it yes Sam is the vet, but he's also the one that hasn't played in this playbook before and thus would have a learning curve. And we know that that one takes a little while with actual game experience. There's also this weird narrative out there. Cowherd put it out there and others have said it too, which I think is absolute bull, which is, oh, when Sam Donald can just drop back and throw it, he's fine. He only throws interceptions when he has to improvise. First of all, that's wrong. Second of all, if he doesn't know the system, Guess what he's going to do? He's going to drop back, hesitate, and then have to make a playoff schedule. So none of that. To me, no... that was the dumbest thing Shalareth said in the whole. No, Colin said that. Was it Colin that said that? Colin said that on the lead into the question. That's the dumbest thing that was said in that two-minute clip that Vish yeah. posted. Because every quarterback has to do off schedule. <laughs> that is the NFL. That is the difference, in my opinion, between the NFL and college. In college, you spread the defense out. There's not enough speed to go around, and you pretty much know what's going to happen pre-snap. You know, there's very little ad-libbing in college because a lot of times it goes your way. In the NFL, it's the exact opposite. You might have 50% of your plays go exactly as you drew it up. I feel like if 50% of your plays went exactly as you drew it up, you're one of the best play callers in the NFL. Now, Kyle's probably in that regard, but even if it's 75% of the time, the way Kyle drew it up is exactly how it went and he was dead on, that still leaves you 25%. That still leaves you in the average game about 10 plays for Darnold to do something really stupid. And we know he does something really stupid in that scenario often. So you're still talking about one to two turnovers a game. So it's just a really stupid quote and dumb thing to say because – the NFL is all about ad-libbing. If it was, oh, this quarterback does exactly what the play was designed to do, you would have a 1,000 quarterbacks capable of being good quarterbacks in the NFL. It is the ad-libbing 
that is so frequent that separates the quarterbacks into whether they're good, bad, average, elite, whatever. Not only that, but if your plan is, hey, look, as long as everything goes perfectly, we'll be fine. That's a terrible plan, okay? Your plan cannot be everything has to go exactly as we expect. You know, there's that old saying in, in war, no, no plan survives contact with the enemy. It's the same thing in football. Like, we've seen stuff doesn't always go as planned. Guys miss blocks. Guys line up in the wrong spot. The defense does something that you weren't expecting. They come up with a new wrinkle. It's all about how you adjust to differences in what you thought you were going to see. So that narrative is just, it's just plain dumb. It's very frustrating. There's a lot of dumb Shocker narrative. coming from Cowherd. As as many people in the chat, uh, Nico had that thought. Nick Ellard had the same thought about Colin Cowher. Yeah, there's a lot of people that share that opinion. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to get to one other thing before we wrap it up here, because I just saw this this morning and it really kind of ticked me off. Did you see what Jimmy Kemsky put out? And I think it's the Philly voice. I'm going to share my screen. Is this the book? Yes. Okay. So he I, has I did book. see this. Uh, I'm on night, so I was sleeping until about 15 minutes before I saw your <laughs> ugly face. <laughs> Thanks for that. There goes my smile. Um, he puts out this kind of like Dr. Seuss-style poem about the 49ers, uh, about how they're apparently, in his mind, whining too much about what happened in the NFC championship game, why he's putting it out now in July, as opposed to, I don't know, super week before the super bowl, when the 49ers actually were talking about this. I don't know. Because but, there's no news right now. So this is your save it for a rainy day. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, he's very, very cute. They've had a few chances to climb back on top, but three tries to Crabtree led to a stop. Garoppolo could have ended his slander, but he misfired badly to a wide open Sanders. That's actually kind of funny, but. You know, and then he goes into the recapping the season and what happened in the NFC championship game. Here it is. On the Niners' first drive, they would call for the medic after Brock's arm was hit by the great Hassan Reddick. Reddick got free around the right end. Don't block the best player with a backup tight end. Off on the sidelines, Brock went through some tests, but it became clear that he needed to rest. In came the backup without further discussion, but he too was knocked out with a concussion. Oh, there's no one to throw as play caller. Shani is thought to be skilled, but he has a bad habit of getting quarterbacks killed. Protecting the quarterback is NFL cannon. Imagine getting out coached by Jonathan Gannon. Your thoughts. What are you mad about? <laughs> I'm you... serious. What are you mad about? You know, damn well, if somebody wrote a creative little poem like this with these little images, 
shitting on the Dallas Cowboys for losing to the Niners again in the playoffs, you would love it. You're just mad because it's about your team. This, to me, is what makes local media great. This is the type of thing that you only see in local media. Nobody nationally is going to do this. You get a little bit of childishness in a funny way, and that's what I think should be done more often. Don't be scared when you're the local media to be different than the national media. You've got to stand out. And this is something specific to the Philly fans. I guarantee you Philly fans love that. And that's who he's catering to. That's his audience. Why not do more of that? Here's why I have a problem with it, Levin. For a very simple reason. You know what I saw yesterday? I saw some interesting comments from one Brandon Graham, who happens to play on the Philadelphia Eagles. And what did he say? If teammates weren't slipping, they would have gotten a sack against the Chiefs in Super Bowl 57. Brandon Graham said the Chiefs got blessed that the Super Bowl 57 field was slippery. So if you want to say that the 49ers were whining too much and talking too much and all that stuff after the NFC Championship game, okay, but one of your dudes just did the same thing. So where's the heat for them? Where's that energy for Brandon Graham? Shocker. They have a blind spot for their own players. Like, yeah, the local media has a biased slant towards Philly. It's not surprising. You shouldn't be surprised that there would be a little bit of hypocrite there. We see that all the time in the Niners media, right? We do? Hypocrite, where they're not being truthful about the team and they're not truly holding the team accountable for things that they say or do. That is all the right. time, and you know that. Like, oh, you there, there is a bias. They they don't see the wrongs that the Niners do. They see the wrongs that other teams do. Now, I don't think we have the media in San Francisco that would ever go out and say, ha, 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 screw that team. You know, they're just not that type of media. But to me, that's great. Be different. Recognize that your audience is not a national audience. Don't just be plain Jane reporting the news. Do some funny things. Think outside the box and be special. A lot of people in the chat giving the poem a lot of credit. <laughs> Fire the Great says that poem was dope. I didn't really have a problem with the poem. I had a problem with the timing of the poem. It seems really weird to do it now. But I also just, it bugged me that you're going to come out on this poll, you know, ripping the 49ers and the Eagles just did the exact same thing. Like, let's call it like it is. It is the best possible timing for that poem in terms of getting eyeballs. Because that's the name of the game in the media. Getting noticed, getting people to read your stuff over the competitor stuff. If that came out Super Bowl week, it would have been a five-second blurb and everybody moved on because there's bigger news going on. Right now, we're in the dead period where there's nothing. So there's been all of this talk, all of these people going and reading that because there's nothing else right now. It's been able to dominate the news. Fire the Great says the 49ers talked about the Eagles game for damn near a month. Not the same. Well, they had media week right after that. So they were all at media week and they were all asked about the game. If you had a, a week where the Eagles players were all doing media right after the Super Bowl, it would have been the same thing. And this just proves it because Brandon Graham is literally talking in the middle of July about it. See, the thing I had a problem with from the Eagles this week was the fact that Lane Johnson ranked his top five pass rushers and didn't have Nick Bosa in there. I saw that. Like, get the heck out of here. You, To me, that, that team's for as much as they've said the Niners whined after the game, I feel like 
Philly is much more fixated on the 49ers than the 49ers are fixated on Philly. Mm. And I feel like Lane oh. Johnson purposely left both. There is no way you rank your top five pass rushers. You just played against that guy and you don't have Bosa on there. He just won defensive MVP. No, some guys though, like sometimes matchups are weird. Perfect example for you back in the day with Jerry Rice. I used to work with Eric Allen, who was a defensive back for the Raiders back in the day. He has said, for whatever reason, he didn't have a tough time covering Jerry Rice. And if you look at the games they played against them, he kind of, he didn't totally stop Jerry, but like Jerry didn't have any huge days against him. He just said, for whatever reason, he didn't even say it's because I'm so good. He was just like, our skills matched up in a way that somehow, you know, I never, I held my own against him. Sometimes in sports, there are weird matchups like that. Perfect example. Later in the interview, Lane Johnson said, Olivier Vernon was one of the toughest matchups he's ever had to stop a pass rusher. Olivier Vernon's okay player, but he's certainly not a hall of famer or anything like that. But sometimes just dudes are weird. Okay. To me, that's to me, it's still Lane Johnson. Didn't want to put, Nick Boza on there. You don't have any proof of that, though. You have, we have proof of anything? If we were only allowed to talk about what we had proof of, guess what? This would have been a zero-second show because we, we don't but have you proof have, on anything. Do you have any supporting evidence? Yeah, the fact that Philly is obsessed with the Niners. Oh, <laughs> come on. Oh, man, that is a weak case, counselor. It's supporting evidence. Like, circumstantial at best. Do you have supporting gonna... evidence that you are inside this guy's mind and know exactly what he thinks? No, of course not. What are we talking about? Like, do you have any supporting evidence that Kyle doesn't like Trey Lance and values Sam Darnold over him more? Yes. No. Yes. I have quotes from Kyle Shanahan. I have him rushing out to some. Don't have any Darnold. quotes about Kyle Shanahan comparing the two players. You have quotes saying that he likes Sam. That doesn't mean he doesn't like Lance more. It's called oh, circle. If you want to call that evidence, sure, it's circumstantial crap evidence. They ran out, out in court. Sam Darnold right away, and they're splitting reps. If he likes Trey Lance as much as he said, why are they splitting reps? Because, like I said last week, Trey Lance looked like crap. I wouldn't be shocked if the team was out on Trey Lance going into those OTAs because – you get a year off essentially in year one and you come back and you look worse than you did when you were drafted because of the finger thing and his accuracy went to crap. So I would understand why going into the first time you're getting to see him truly run practices, you're going, Hey, these guys are going to split because we need to figure out who's going to be the backup and train Lance look like crap last year. So you're making my case for me, counselor. He does like Sam more than Trey. We have no idea. <laughs> you just made the argument. I, oh, I made a theoretical argument based on what I think, based on nothing of substance, just looking at the situation and taking my best guess. So there is evidence there. There, is, I think there's more evidence of that than there is that Lane Johnson wanted to stick it to the 49ers by not putting Nick Bosa well, on this. Of course, we're talking about a massive roster thing versus one guy's individual thought about top five. Right. And that's all I'm saying is that you you put that on him and you don't have anything to back it up. Wild speculation from you on the pod, as usual. Oh, your wow. recklessness knows no bounds. No way. We're talking about things we think rather than things we know. That That's such a shocking development. 
hey, you're making it seem like we just pull stuff out of thin air. We connect dots. We have evidence to support our opinions, except for this weird one that you have on Lane Johnson. Now I hope that somehow, some way, when you're walking down the street, you bump into Lane Johnson. I would love that. <laughs> Why? What's he going to do? Twist you into Oh, a- I'm going to destroy you and injure you and ruin my career and go to jail because you had an opinion about me. He's going to twist you into a pretzel. That's what he's going to do. And I, Hey, hey be- Lane Johnson, if you see me on the street, please break my arm so I can make a million off of you. <laughs> like, I will sacrifice a broken arm and being in a cast for a couple months for that. How many? Where's the I, limit? I on have that an person? opinion oh. on somebody. Oh, no. You know, if, if you went walking down the street in Santa Clara, you might have multiple people standing behind you like like Kinlaw to Cone, ready to break your arms. Oh, absolutely I would, without question. There's a very good chance. In fact, I'm trying to go to the Niners-Cowboys game this year. There's a very good chance I get something thrown at me. I'm fully anticipating that. Yeah, there's another thing. You're going to the Cowboys game and skipping out on coming to Pittsburgh because that is you. What do you mean that me? No support from you. (laughs) What are you talking about? I offer you a free bedroom in my house and you go, keep it first of all <laughs> i'm only gonna be in san francisco that weekend because i have a wedding in reno and i'm gonna probably end up flying out of san How francisco convenient that is convenient that's the <laughs> definition of convenience and i have someone a an awesome i'm super grateful for it but there's somebody out there that's willing to give me tickets to the game so i'm going to be in san francisco I'm going to potentially have access to free tickets to the game. It's in Levi's as opposed to on the road. And you're yelling at me. Well, of course that's my job. (laughs) Have you not figured this out in three years? Actually, we should tell people you are trying to get credentialed to that game in Pittsburgh week one. You have a request into the 49ers for a credential from the gold standard network. I have, I'm just telling you, I think it's a 0% chance they grant your credential, especially because I don't think they're fans of a lot of the things that we say. But uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. See, I don't think them being fans is part of the, like, they cannot have bias when it comes to that. Oh, yeah. Out of your mind. I, I think it has a decent shot. Without the website, no shot, because it actually says in there that podcasts and blogs do not count, that they do not consider them for credentialed media. You think that they don't have any bias when they grant the credentials? Come on. Well, one, you can grant credentials to a ton of people with today's press boxes. It's a little right. different than it used to be. You know, it used to be there was very limited space. Now, and not so much. But yes, I, I think it has a, I would say, 50-50 shot of being approved. And guess what? If the Niners tell me no, I can request it from the Steelers. I live locally, so it has. I think it has a little bit more credence than me traveling in. Nico says, Levin in a Florio article coming soon. Let's say you do get credentialed, and you're in the post-game scrum. What are you going to ask Kyle when he's up there? Honestly, unless there's something really important, uh, I'm going to let the people whose full-time jobs are that do their job. I'm not going to, because there's very limited windows to get questions in. It's not like I can ask a question and it doesn't take a question away from somebody else. The way I will ask a question is if somebody asks a hard hitting question and Kyle sidesteps it, I will try to speak up. I might get ignored, 
but I will try to speak up to do the follow-up that is what everybody should be doing and, you know, not let the Mayokos of the world go, Oh, here's a cupcake to get you away from that question. <laughs> you know, what'd be interesting though. And it could happen in theory is he sidesteps the question. You try to get the follow-up. Maybe he doesn't call on you, but That's somebody else hears it and is like, you know what? That is a good question. And then they ask it. Right. So to me, having been an actual like print journalist sitting in press conferences, you know, I wasn't at the NFL level, but I was at the division one level. Uh, I feel a little wrong stepping in unless it's important enough, especially in a post-game press conference where there is very limited time to get your questions in. There are people out there. I know. Cause I wrote sidebars sidebars is, you know, you have the gamer story, which is what happened in the game. And then you have the sidebar that is, Oh, this is kind of like an important side story to what actually happened in the game, but it has to do with something that happened in the game, you know, maybe about something specific or, you know, what they did on fourth down, you know, could be the sidebar story. Those are very hard to get your question and you have to have one quote to make the article possible. And so you're looking to get a window in to get a very specific question to make your article possible. And I don't want to go in there and puff out my chest and be like, Ooh, this is my one shot. So I'm going to take time away from you actually needing to write a true article, which I do plan to write. If I'm get to go, I will be writing articles for the website, but it's not, it's not making my career. You know what I mean? So it's not the same situation and I don't want to be a jerk. I feel like it's kind of a little jerk situation. If you're just going in there and you want to, this is my one chance to ask the question. I'm taking it. I don't care about what you had to do. I would be a jerk, but that's just me. Nick Ellert says Damon Shocker. Bruce and he's no longer radio and only social content, but that's what I mean. There is, there's context that goes into who they grant press passes to because Damon Bruce has decades in the market. He was on KMBR forever. He's a known quantity, a known entity in that market. So they are going to grant him, I think, a press pass, whereas somebody like us who they don't know from Adam, you know, they're less likely to approve it, that. But it, it helps that it's a road game. There's not going to be nearly as many Niner requests for a road game. Well, that's fair. So we'll see. We'll keep everybody updated on that. I hope it does happen. I'm sure you would do a damn fine job if you actually were credentialed. So uh, we'll see. And hopefully, by the way, if you do go, they they win the damn game. That sure be nice. Anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of that, the show. That, that hasn't happened on a road game for me. Been to three road games. Niners have not won a single one. They won the one that I went to Candlestick for. But you're yeah. due. Then you're due. We'll see. Like and subscribe to the Gold Standard YouTube page. Please, 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 and thank you. And also uh, rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. Check out our new website, goldstandardniners.com. That's goldstandardniners, N-I-N-E-R-S.com. I just wrote a new story up there about Kyle Shanahan, about the narrative that's going on about Trey Lance and why I think it's bogus. So please go and check that out. Levin, have a good weekend, everybody. Talk to you next week.